We build on what we said in the previous Mishnah, that there's that moment of truth, the moment of Gilgul, when you thoroughly mix the flour and water together, and that's when the Chiyav of Chalak kicks in. And if at the time that that moment occurs of Gilgul, for whatever reason, the dough is exempt from the Chal obligation, it will always be exempt. So in the previous Mishnah, we talked about uh, a Meduma mixture, a mixture of Truma and Chulin together, and we said that's exempt. This Mishnah will talk about a different exemption, and that exemption is when it's not privately owned. So the Pasuk requires Ariso Seichem, the first of your doughs, but it's your doughs, which we darshan, your personal dough, Velo Isa Shel Hekdesh, not the dough that belongs to the base of Mikdash. So if dough ends up being the base of Mikdash's property, and at the time of the base of Mikdash's property, the Gilgal occurs, that dough will be exempt from the Chala obligation. Now just the backstory, so you can make sense of what's going on over here, it was acceptable, maybe even common to do, I don't know, for people to consecrate their possessions and give it to the base of Mikdash. Now, if it's the kind of thing the base of Mikdash has no use for, so then there's a Kedusha's dumb, like an extrinsic economic value to this product which is now given to the base of Mikdash, but the base of Mikdash will want to monetize that by selling it to somebody else and deconsecrating it. So in the case of dough, what in the world the base of Mikdash going to do with their dough? I mean, maybe they have koan to feed, in which case they would feed him to Kohan, perhaps. But more likely than not, they don't want your dough. They want they need the money, the value of the dough. So what will happen is someone else will purchase the dough, or you yourself could deconsecrate the dough onto money. The money now gets invested with the sanctity, the hektish, the kedusha, and goes to base the mikdash, and the dough becomes deconsecrated, and now can be eaten by whoever you want. We've seen that many times before. So the, the, in real life, what might have happened is that a woman... Let's say is needing her dough. She says, "Oh, this dough is amazing. This is the greatest dough I've ever seen. I would love to give this dough to God, so to speak." So she'll be she'll be makdishit. But now, what's the base mission do with this dough? So then she will then deconsecrate it, perhaps, t- putting money aside so she can eat the dough, and then the money goes to base of mikdash. So that's the kind of thing a person might do. And if you ask why didn't she just give the money in the first place, the answer is she could, but it's not the same, of course, as giving the dough and then deconsecrating it, um, which she might want to do. So, for like, I'll call it emotional reasons, but but for, you know, under, certainly understandable and, and great reasons to direct one's good feelings and one's best things to, to Hashem in the basement, which is certainly very meritorious and, 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 and great. So something like that is happening over here. We're going to have a woman who's going to dedicate her dough to the base of Mikdash, and then she's going to reclaim it for herself, let's say, for argument's sake, she does the reclaiming, the pidyon, the redemption. So if at the moment of truth, meaning at the moment the Gilgal occurs on this dough, it belonged to the base of Mikdash, it'll be exempt. But if she was Maktashit, she she gave the base of Mikdash um, after it had been Gilgal had occurred, or she redeems it prior to Gilgal and then she needs it herself. In those cases, since the Gilgal happens when it's in her possession, it's her private dough, it'll be obligated in Chala. That's the Mishnah. Inside the Mishnah says, Higdisha Isasa, if a woman consecrated her dough, Ajlo Gilgula, prior to her having needed it thoroughly. So then no obligation for Chal is kicked in. Ufada'a, and then she is, she redeems it. She, the woman, redeems the dough back, again, prior to Gilgal. So now when she needs it, Chayavis, it'll be obligated in the Chal because the moment of truth of Gilgal occurred under her private ownership. And similarly, if Misha Gilgala, after she needed the dough, then she was Makdishit, she gave it to the base of Mikdash, the obligation already is kicked in. And that being the case, Ufada'asa, oh, when she, she redeems it back from the base of English, she's getting dough that's obligated in Chala, and therefore Chayavis, she has to separate the Chala when she gets it back.
But, Hikdishata ad shalo gilgala, if she consecrates the dough prior to Gilgal, so it's not thoroughly, the moment of truth hasn't occurred. And then the Gilgala HaGizbar, the functionary of the Beis HaMikdash, does the kneading of the dough. So meaning that the Chi of, of Chala kicks in, the Gilgal, the moment of truth occurs under the auspices and ownership, dough's ownership is by the Beis HaMikdash, not by a private person. Therefore it's not a Riso Seichem, and therefore it's exempt from the Chala requirement. Kach Pada'ata, after the Gilgal occurs, she, let's say, redeems her own dough back again, then patura, that dough will be exempt from the chal obligation forever, shebeshaz chovasa, because at the moment of truth, when the obligation would have kicked in, haise patura, it was dough that was exempt from the chal obligation.